podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radical Awareness podcast. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about the nervous system again, because we love it, mm-hmm. and relating also, it yeah. to how we experience these waves of life and how sometimes we become more attached to them than maybe they deserve credit for that level of attachment. Mm, In this podcast, we're going to talk more about the fact that we are a nervous system. Mm. There is um, the individual nervous system. There's also the collective nervous system. Oh, yes. But we're going to really talk about the importance of understanding your own nervous system and the different states that we are constantly moving in and out of and that this is directly connected to our physiology. So we're going to have a certain response due to the state of our nervous system. And so often we understand that we have a nervous system and that it affects things and heart rate might change and all that sort of stuff. But as it's happening, we might not make that correlation and then kind of think that something is wrong or that we're going crazy or that we're not going to be able to get out of this or not understanding what the uh, the emotions are that are connected to the physiological kind of biological response. Let's start with despair. Um, so John is giving me a really interesting look right now when he says the word despair because I tend to go to despair quite frequently at the moment. And it's interesting because despair is a represents a specific specific state of the nervous system known as our dorsal branch. So quick uh, little lesson on what we're talking about. We're very much leaning into polyvagal theory, which is uh, by Dr. Stephen Porges, amazing theory, talking about our social engagement system, but also talking about the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic, which is the vagus nerve, uh, branch of the nervous system. So you've got your parasympathetic and your, sorry, you've got your autonomic nervous system, which has the parasympathetic state and the sympathetic state. And sympathetic in this situation, we're not talking about the um, relational uh, between you and another human type of sympathetic. It just happens to have that name. So if you haven't heard it considered in these terms before, then you might consider sympathetic as much more um, activating, much more high alert kind of uh, state so and parasympathetic obviously being the uh, opposite of just that. to say that sympathetic is your fight fight or flight right mm. that kind of fighting or running away uh, and being very active or the the high level of stress and hypervigilance and uh, aggression and violence and everything would be seen to be in the hyper sympathetic state of the nervous system so when you're body when your nervous system goes into that that sympathetic state then those are the types of things that are going to manifest in your behavior your actions and your emotions so you might feel a lot of frustration you might feel anger aggression um, irritation uh, being very fast you know even talking about being hyper defensive that would be very sympathetic and once your nervous system's in that state then it's kind of a a waterfall effect, right? Like a snowball mm. effect that you're then 
your your heart rate goes up, you'll have these physiological things that go on in your body, and then you'll have these certain emotions that come in as well. And the mistake we can make is overly attaching to those states and the stories that are existing at the same time and deciding that that's all true and kind of rigid and, and stuck as the case may be, where actually you've just shifted out of your balanced state or your ventral vagal state in the nervous system into the sympathetic kind of hyper aroused state. And if you can use some tools for resourcing, which might just be being able to take a few breaths or removing yourself from the situation or anything like that, to then let the nervous system come back into that ventral vagal or balanced place. So it is understanding that it is a physiological response that's kind of triggered you out of it and it's related to different thought spirals and emotions. Now the other end of the spectrum in if the, you've uh, yeah. if you've been spending a lot of time up in sympathetic, there's a high, high, high chance if you don't have the resources and you don't have the tools, you're gonna end up in this next place. <laughs> ah, my favorite. So we tend to have um preferences <laughs> where we hang out. I feel like I hang out of both quite a bit. Um we all do, right? Because we're humans with nervous systems. So then we go to our, the dorsal branch, which is a lot more flatter. It's more known as your freeze and collapse, although freeze can also be another way. But let's just, for the sake of this, this kind of collapse, and hopelessness, fold, fold mm. um, a little bit of fawn, but the, the sort of passive, what's the point, hopelessness and despair is a really great word. Um, shame even kind of guilt and shame is down there it has this defense this um defensiveness what do I try to say defenselessness defenselessness yes <laughs> where you just sort of want to curl into a ball and hide and there's like a real uh, I think because I can speak very directly to it um emptiness inside like I can't grab hold of anything there's no there's like no upper you know like no no up um we're in sympathetic it's all up up but it's just out of balance where in in the balanced state of our ventral vagal there is this sense of one contentment so you can kind of sit back and just be at ease in life but also feel a sense of excitement and joy and a strength to face challenges so that's in our balanced state but in the dorsal state there is none of that it will feel like that has completely left my whole system and body that I have no strength no ability to do anything and I also cannot recognize myself in any other states it's like not being able to remember what it's like to be socially engaged. It's this point of like, oh no, I've never done anything. I'm completely hopeless always. I'm never going to get back there, even if that was there. But actually the fact that it was there seems like a weird dream that never actually truly really happened. And maybe I actually- I just I made was, it up. I was just in this state the whole time and everybody was just taking pity on me because I'm so pathetic. Mm. And we're talking, this could have been two minutes ago that I was- well, anyone, but we'll talk about me, that I was in a balanced state and then some some little thing can happen, which can just be even a thought, right? And at the moment in the, the world we're living in, there's so many threat cues everywhere, so much instability, so much confusion, so much divide and just everything that we're kind of on a daily basis, aside from your normal daily life, which is throwing the nervous system out all the time anyway, it's really, really hard to stay in that balanced state. But what's really helpful is to understand that you have different states. 
because even then in that say dorsal place it's really great if you've got you know call a friend like i have john here who's <laughs> like this is really dorsal and it's and okay i too have nicole here Yes. <laughs> it's not a one-way street, guys. guys. Sometimes it feels like it. Um, <laughs> That's only when you're dorsal. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, let's just say, I, I wear my, my states more on my sleeve, we could say. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of us are like this. And it's also helpful to understand when you have people in your life like this that you don't have to freak out. Like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're depressed. They're never coming back. Or, oh, my gosh, they're so high. They're never coming down. It's like it's a state of the nervous system. They are coming back. They are coming yeah. down. And when we can recognize it for ourselves, it's really empowering. Even in that time, like John will remind me or, you know, in times like, oh, this this will pass. Like it's just it's, I'm having a physiological, biological response to something. This is not my reality. It is a story I'm attaching to it. And so knowing that you can be in this sympathetic, hyper-aroused, hyper-vigilance, hyper right, really, mm. um, aggressive, defensive. Now, we notice this everywhere, you know, the climate of things like social media or, I don't know, our governmental leaders. <laughs> hyper-defensive, right, aggressive, um, patronizing, bullying, all of that is a hyper-arousal. None of that is socially engaged. None of that behavior is from a balanced place in the nervous system. And we find this really interesting because we study the nervous system that if you actually watch any so-called good journalism on mainstream media, it's very, very rare that the journalist is socially engaged, which is crazy when you're interviewing someone because that's how you can actually have an open, curious, um, inquisitive conversation. You actually both have to be in a regulated space. And once one person is regulated, you can then co-regulate together. But what happens that we notice is the journalist tends to be hyper aroused, and so they then make the other person hyper aroused, or they're or they intentionally go trying yeah. to trying to make them go through a hyper aroused state to kind of get them to I don't know resist not resist that's the opposite of what I'm talking about to to get them to absolutely collapse mm. and and give up and and be like States oh actually you're and... right as the interviewer you I, I am wrong I did blah 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 particularly when there's uh, a particular result that the journalist is looking for they go at it in this way. So it's that particular type of journalism where they, they're interviewing someone, but they already have a desired outcome for that interview, and that is to get at information um, in particular or get someone to admit something or to agree that they are wrong or bad. Exactly. And this is what we're seeing with so many of our kind of officials and journalists and even beyond the the time of COVID, but that this is kind of what we see as a a normal standard of communication between mm. people, where there actually isn't this this ventral vagal state or social engagement that we're kind of in these other states of our nervous system without much awareness. And what's really interesting about this is what I was mentioning before is our ability to regulate ourselves and regulate each other, and so. Our individual nervous systems, you know, are going in and out of these states, but they're also communicating with the people around us. And if we are in that kind of regulated, balanced ventral vagal state, or we're socially engaged with, you know, with ourselves, with each other, with the environment, and that can actually have the ability to kind of regulate somebody else uh, as well. So there's this kind of co-regulation that happens, which is really incredible. And you can think of things like just having a really 
a really socially engaged conversation with someone you feel really safe with, or maybe even someone you don't know, and then you feel really good and really balanced and centered and and regulated. And that's actually that is this physiological response of of the nervous system becoming regulated through co-regulation. So when we understand this, we can also see how easy it is for people to dysregulate us and how dangerous that is if said people know that's the case, that if they communicate in a certain way or use certain kind of threat cues in a certain way, they can dysregulate people. And then it, it makes you think like, oh, does that mean someone could stand on a podium and dysregulate people through a television screen? And the answer would be yes, indeed. Um, because words are actually that powerful for our nervous system because it's connected to we have associations and correlations, right, to said words and experiences and different implicit memories that play in our own certain psychologies. So it's not that everyone's going to have the same experience, but we've all kind of gone through a similar conditioning. And so we hear certain things, or we see certain facial expressions or mannerisms or colors, and they can actually dysregulate or regulate us. And that is a fascinating thing to understand. So if you're watching the news or you're watching a movie or you're having a conversation with someone or whatever it is, be like, oh, I kind of know that this is, this is just regulating me. What can I do in myself to regulate? Um, or the opposite, like, wow, this is really regulating me. This person or this, this um, show that I'm watching or this person who's talking is really bringing me into a balanced state. That's so amazing. And just by having awareness of this, you take a lot of your own power back to being able to, to regulate it's important to know that the goal isn't to never be dysregulated. That's impossible. You're a human with a nervous system. You're always going to experience dysregulation. It's a, it's a survival mechanism. It's very, very mm -hmm, necessary mm -hmm. for it to be functioning all of the time. And we can't, um, we can't bypass this. We can't turn it off. Turning it off would actually be unsafe. And we wouldn't make uh, decisions that would actually keep us alive. So the... Attempting to get rid of it or think your way out of it. It is not something you can think your way out of these states as well. So paying attention to the to the times when you are out of your social engagement, that you're in these dysregulated states, pay attention to those triggers, pay attention to those moments that these things start to occur and you might begin to come into a state of radical awareness with yourself and start to know yourself to a point where you can start to build maybe a little bit more tolerance if that's um, an acceptable thing to do. Tolerance is not the same as grit, just yes. to be aware. That's yeah. not just bypassing, but oh, just toughen up or be stronger. Tolerance mm. is more like resilience where you actually have this ability to recognize what's going on. I'm in this state. Oh, I've actually got some tools to bring myself back and I choose to do that now. And that's what I'm going to do. That's more so working with this idea of tolerance and resilience. It's not, it's not a forceful thing. Anything done with force is in the sympathetic, mm. you know, you can do things that are strong and be in your socially engaged where there's a balance between ventral and sympathetic, where they're working together in coherence. You can also do be really soft and relaxed, which is a balance of your ventral and your dorsal kind of branches here in states. But it's when we're swinging way out of the balance, out of our ventral vagal into either um, sympathetic or that dorsal state. Mm. In those moments, you might even recognize a little shift moment where uh, things 
have been going well. They're starting to get a little bit challenging. And then there's a sense of things happening all of a sudden too fast. And then you can't keep up with your thoughts. You you don't know what to say next. And you go into that hyper state. Or you might all of a sudden go into what's known as the freeze state where you you want to take action, but you physically can't. You but feel a lot of you feel in your body. stuck. Mm. You've got all of this want to like do something to release, to get out, but you feel completely stuck. You feel frozen. And that's that's a, another another cue to listen to, to pay attention to. When are you hitting those those free states? Mm. Yeah. And you know, radical awareness, which is understanding this, is taking these concepts, this knowledge, this wisdom, and applying it to your daily experience with a sense of awareness. Mm. But this curiosity, this loving curiosity, like I'm so curious at the times my nervous system shifts. Oh, look, I'm in a different state. Oh, look, it's the same person. Mm, How interesting. Who are the people in your life that regulate you? And who are the people in your life that dysregulate you? And that's not to go out and tell them that. It's for you to be... (laughs) curious and be like I wonder why what you do they can bring tell up the people me? that regulate you that you might be a nice them, thing yeah. that might be a nice <laughs> thing to do <laughs> you can do you I'm just saying it might not go well <laughs> and if you have to you know like I recently have to go to people that dysregulate me and it's just kind of knowing it's going to happen and um at one point when it was intense and I can feel it happening there's this beautiful practice that's called just sort of resting into your back body Right, we're so often, especially in that kind of hyperstate, like in the front body, or very much disconnected from our body, more of a dissociate kind of state. Um, but it's like, can I just rest back? Like I'm leaning into my own back, like behind the spine, come into the breath, feel my feet. But imagine that I'm actually, even if you're not, like leaning into a wall or a cushion behind you, feeling the back surface. And it's like you're just stepping back from everything. Like, yes, I am here. My human is here having this interaction. So like, calm and so powerful that you could sit back in your easy chair and be yeah, like, oh, yeah. I can see all of this going on. And I could, I was there, but I was still quite hyper aroused and I could feel I'd like, I'd go from hyper to the, this really dorsal collapse kind of stage. It's, it's interesting. It's not black or white. It's not clean cut. You know, you're kind of just in a bit of a roller coaster. but this practice of just, how can I sit back into my back body and be here? And then afterwards, you know, I, I sort of, had to leave and it was a lot of tears and crying and a lot of co-regulation with John. That all still happened to bring me back to balance. It was like a the, the collapse that happens, but it's understanding what's going on. Mm. We're not trying to avoid experiences. It's like these are going to happen, but it's so much nicer knowing that you're not just crazy, <laughs> that that this is the physiology, that it's all it is all for survival. It's all defense mechanisms. It's all it's the not way weakness. of it's, it's not, not weakness. weakness. And they it all shows up differently for people. So some people, you know, there is just this kind of this full collapse or or like needing to go to sleep. <laughs> and that's just the way of going into that dorsal and dealing with something. But the, none the of the tap them out, are, the watch the movie, yeah. the the watch the the show that you've you just watch the reruns of and you can just watch them over and over again. Well, you might be someone who just really loves a cigarette, you know? Yeah. And there's this whole thing where it's like, oh, but smoking is bad. You're like, you know what? If it regulates you and that's what you've got as your tool, use that. Use whatever it is. Use it with awareness and know that it's okay. You know, that that it's a, it's can seem strange because there's all of the stigma on all of these things in our lives of what's good and bad and right and wrong. And at the end of the day, 
we've just got to take each moment and look at these states and notice how we're moving and and choose things from this point of nourishment. Like I need this to nourish me and I don't actually care what other people think about that. <laughs> I'm doing me right now. Yeah. It is very, very necessary to come to those places so that you don't layer yourself with guilt and shame mm. as you use which is tools. very dorsal yeah. a lot of times, yeah. Use tools to try and get yourself out of a particular state and then you feel guilt and shame for using those tools, which takes you back into that state and then you use those tools again and then you end up in this kind of this uh, positive feedback loop with negative consequences, as Peter Levine says, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you just end up um, in so much shame that you can't get yourself out of it, even with the tool you're using which is causing shame, which would normally help you get out of that state. Mm. I hope that makes sense. I think it did. It was great. And we just, at the moment, we just get so frustrated. We're like, man, if everybody understood their nervous system just a teeny, teeny little bit, be in quite a different world. You know, this at the moment, we're in a very fascinating time where there's all this antici- anticipation, anticipatory, <laughs> anticipatory, thank you, fear. Right, yeah. all these mandates, side note, mandates, not a law, um, being like threatened. Half of, they haven't actually even come into any kind of reality. They're being threatened right now. And you've got all these people just completely jumping the gun out of fear. And that is from where we're sitting. It's like you've gone into a state of the nervous system. And you're like, well, that's the truth. Rather than waiting for, the, for regulation, it's just like I've got to act on this. And then you're just perpetuating that cycle as opposed to oh, I feel really – really aroused right now. I'm very in this, this hyper sympathetic kind of fighting for survival state. I've got to fight for my business or fight for my right to work or fight for my children, whatever it is. We get it, legit feelings, but have those feelings first. Use something to regulate. Come back to that place where you're like, oh, look, I can, I can sit back. I can feel a sense of everything's going to be okay. That's a very good indication you're in your ventral vagal space that balanced state of the system. There is a sense of of hope, right? Of life's going to be okay. Things always just keep going. This is challenging, but but I've got this. Mm. And also when you're in ventral vagal, you are a compassionate, empathetic person. Mm. You will be able to have a sense of care and love for all beings everywhere. Curiosity, see both sides of the story. Always. And we all have the capacity but a lot of times people are not spending very long in the ventral vagal system. And this is an issue when those people are then pretending to make laws mm. um, around what we can do with our lives and our livelihoods and our bodies and all sorts of things. So when you are a, a person who then has this weird um, perceived responsibility to make other rules, but you're acting from these unbalanced state of the nervous system, it's not considering the whole picture. It's not considering future consequences. It's not considering like human beings. It's not even considering your own heart. And what what happens is there'll be a point where one, it collapses. So there'll be a lot of collapse and then numbing to try and deal with it. And then when you do eventually make your way back to ventral vagal, it's like, oh no. Oh dear. Look at these consequences, but it will be very hard to look at it because you'll feel like it was you. And it's like, well, actually it was a state of your nervous system that did that Mm. because it was just trying to survive and fight and run away and do all these things. And if we understood that, we'd say, oh, my physiology really got the better of me on that one. How can I then admit that I was wrong and kind of patch it up and, and, and move forward from here from this balanced place? 
But as you can probably imagine, as you're thinking of people in your life right now, we're not very good at that at the moment in humanity, admitting that we're wrong and and understanding that this is that we are subject to our biology, that mm. that, that that's what that is. And if you don't have awareness, if you don't have the gap, right, this place to go into a very aware, mindful space internally, then you kind of are just a machine who's just being flung into these different states. The only thing that makes us more of connected to the kind of spiritual essence of who we are is being able to drop into this mindful, um, aware space of like, wow, look at look at how all my states are moving. Look at my nervous system. Look at how my heart rate's up now or how I'm breathing. And you, there's a part of you that is perceiving, right? You are perceiving this going on. And that is the part that knows truth, that leads from the heart. That is the part that will bring us all through this in a loving, abundant, and vital way. And we do access this through the nervous system, but it's more so it's like going beyond it to just observe this, this system that was put in for our human survival, but it does not have to dictate our reality. Mm. And we can move freely in the world and we can connect and we can share and we mm. can understand and we can seek to understand even better because through that space of understanding, we we walk ourselves towards love. Mm. Yeah, and love. Hug again, eh? Yeah. Hugs are really co-regulating, guys. Oh, just unbelievably co-regulating. You hug those special people. If How regulated do you feel? If you haven't had one lately, just... Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go out and Go out and find one, you know? We Fun. hug some trees sometimes because you want to get 12 in a day, you know? Yeah. The tree is, is it's pretty um, forgiving, the mm -hmm. tree, you know? It is, it is really in that uh, kind of unconditional space. Another, another good one is a dog, mm -hmm. you know? Or our cat. Yeah. So find yourself a wonderful regulating friend, whether it be a, a, a a human, husband, yeah. <laughs> an animal, or or a tree, any being that you have. It might even be a teddy bear. Mm. And can you tell that we're excited because we are actually getting a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you all because we're gonna. You know that we're gonna talk about our dog, and he's he's arriving. Well, won't mean much now, but tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's quite exciting. You'll probably listen to this, and we've already got him here. Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> the regulation is real. It's coming, yes. you know, in the form yeah. of a puppy. Yeah. Therapy dog mm. coming soon to your podcast. <laughs> All right. I think we're done for the day. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And please do share, like, subscribe, do all of those things that help us keep doing what we love to do. And that is share. Talk. Just talk, yeah. It's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> Let me keep talking. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. The Radical Awareness Podcast.